Guys need their own space, their own stuff all to themselves. You know. What? Have you been playing my records? Yeah, so? I found my James Brown record filed under the J's instead of the B's. I don't know who taught you to alphabetize. But to top it off, he's in the rock and roll section instead of the R&B section. How can you do that? Men sometimes miss the music, I think, because they have to control everything, right? A hundred percent. Every person to land on the moon. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Every Michael Chief Collins, Justice of the U.S. Supreme Conrad, Court, Frank John Jay, John all the bylines in the Oliver April 29th Ellsworth, issue of John The New Yorker. Parker, William Finnegan. Just giving you a little sense of the headwind for women who survive and thrive in an all-male world. We've been speaking to successful women who have felt that headwind and managed to find a way through it and have a successful, not perfect, they would all say, family as well. Network anchor Judy Woodruff shared her experiences with us. Cisco senior executive Padmasan Warrior told us some great stories. And today we hear from Karen Peets, who, after becoming a loan officer at Chemical Bank decades ago, helped manage the household with her husband and two kids. While at work, she learned how to manage money, lots of it. Today, as the president of BNY Mellon Bank and Financial Services Corporation, she manages trillions of dollars in assets around the world. Pete says that all the way up, it was learn as you go. She says from the beginning, she had to find her own teachers. I have to say, since I'm 30 years in banking, when we began, there were not many. uh, But I would say that anyone who I did see and I respected, male or female, I watched what they did. I saw how they handled themselves. And I tried my best to pattern my leadership and my behavior after those I respected, men or women. And is success in the workplace uh, fundamentally different from success at home? Well, uh, you know, I'm very big on setting goals, uh, both for family, uh, professional and personal. And I would say that uh, those that I've done the best at would be the professional, uh, because they can kind of map along and you can tell what you need to do next, next, next. Whereas, as you well know, uh, from a personal perspective, often it's those goals that give. And my family early on told me that they didn't work for me, uh, so they didn't really need to do everything I asked them to do, which I think is a very healthy approach. Um, Were there particular moments when you felt an imbalance? Uh, Is there a year that you can bring to mind where, boy, my family's getting the short end of the stick this year, we'll have to make it up later on, or your career getting the short end of the stick in a particular period of time that you can recall? I would say that uh, your career and your personal life kind of ebb and flow. Uh, We have two kids, and obviously it's very difficult when they're young and when you have a lot of commitments as you're going up the ladder at work and still trying to be a good uh, parent. So I would say that the thing that usually gives is your personal time because if you're very focused on both your family's well-being as well as getting someplace in your career – You kind of have to give up on the personal time that perhaps you would like to have more of. So I ended up having a lot more of that once our kids went to college. Was there a moment that you really thought, um, wow, this is not adding up here and there are going to be some permanent consequences either to my family or to my career based on the decisions that I'm making right now? And in, in retrospect, did those concerns turn out to be more or less than you feared at the time? You know, I think you have to fight against guilt, uh, ambivalence, frankly, because that's not helpful in either your family or your career. I think it's really important, and this is where this goal setting can be very helpful, 
if you sync up the goals for the whole family, not just for you, and you can kind of ebb and flow based on whose goals take precedence in any given year. So that actually was a super helpful way for us to just get on the same page about who wanted to do what each year. And, um, you know, there are quarterly targets in the financial world, but it's a real long game in the family. Um, How do you reconcile those? Well, actually, I think there are some parallels in that your family is also depending on you quarter to quarter, depending on what it is that you are on the hook to provide. Obviously, it's not measured in the same way that uh, Wall Street measures your performance, but there are many similarities. And I personally believe that you have to make your choices about which relationships in life matter to you. And then, of course, you have to put the investment in to make them work. Um, When you hear these discussions of Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, um, uh, challenges of executive leadership over at Yahoo, the kinds of things that uh, people have talked about in the last several years about work-life balance, what voice stands out most to you? And is there a voice you wish you were hearing that you're not at this point? I would say that uh, all of the voices are helpful uh, from my perspective. I think it's everyone's different. Most young women are looking for what's their path going to be and what do they want to make it. And so I think it's actually very healthy to have multiple discussions, alternatives, choices uh, for young people to make. The thing that I do agree with, though, is that it's important for some voices to be that you can do it and not too many voices that say, stop before you start. And I thought that's what was very interesting about Cheryl's work was kind of don't go away before you go away. Um, you know, be present, lean in uh, to try to realize your potential. Uh, I think for those who want to go to the top, you think about all of the hurdles that you need to go through. Frankly, in a very competitive environment, that takes perseverance. And you can't just go away when an obstacle or two get in your way. And we've been asking everybody this. What is the, um, as you look back, what is the sort of silliest decision you made trying to keep it all balanced to to have both uh, family secure and career secure that if you went back, you probably wouldn't do it again? Well, I always joke about um, ironing my kids' T-shirts. I was somewhat of a perfectionist, as you could imagine. And oh, 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 really? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I think the the silliest thing I ever did uh, as they were growing up, we had a, a relatively bad dryer, and I would iron their T-shirts. And I think of the time that I spent ironing their T-shirts instead of, at that time, you know, going to the beach or uh, playing a game or whatever. That was something I regret. <laughs> Ironed T-shirts. I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> Do you think that uh, there are more opportunities in this competitive environment right now for women, and is that a permanent fixture? Yes. I think that for all the right reasons, uh, companies around the world have realized that they need to access all the talent that's available to them, and that's only going to increase as the demographics in the U.S. and around the world continue to change. And so I think certainly for women, half the population in the world – There is a permanent opportunity out there, and there will be obstacles, uh, but there are for men too. And I think the more you can just get the mindset of you're going to go for it, 
then there are companies and, and organizations everywhere that are looking actively to support women in their advancement. I suppose we should put you on the spot here at the end. Uh, what, what do you say? Gold, soybeans, um, platinum investment? Oh, <laughs> you, you mean Bonds? what do I recommend as a yeah. banker? Yeah. BNY Mellon. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much, Karen Peets. Thank you. Karen Peets, mother of two, president of the Bank of New York Mellon, also known as BNY Mellon, a multinational bank with over $1.4 trillion in assets and 48,000 employees. Tomorrow, we'll continue our series of conversations with women who've risen to the top in male-dominated fields. We'll hear from Rochelle James, a union electrician in New York City and a single mom. You've got to have some stories on this. Iron Any Kid t-shirts. Some of you dads out there as well. Texting the office during the kid recital. Uh-huh. Know where I'm going here? Call us with your story at 8778-MY-TAKE. Give us your moment of work-life balance. Chaos turned into zen. Thanks so much for listening. I'm John Hockenberry. This is The Takeaway. 